Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Every week, we hop on a roller coaster, share laughter and tears on topics we might be ashamed to discuss. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamili Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi, guys, and thank you for tuning in and listening to the Beauteous Me podcast. I have an awesome guest, because I have awesome guests all the time, Minna Taylor. Minna, we are both in New York with this coronavirus stuff. and uh, <laughs> On two different spectrums, what is in the city and what is in the county. So either way, we're not saved, right, Minna? <laughs> Goodness. We're, we're, we're pushing through. We're warriors. We got this. <laughs> we got this. So let me properly introduce Minna. Minna Taylor is the founder of Energize Your Voice, a New York City-based communication consultancy. With an experiential approach rooted in the principles of improv and performance, she and her team support organizations to explore their full potential in public speaking, brand storytelling, executive presence, and leadership communication. Notable clients include Uber, okay, Red Bull, mm-hmm. City, and ENY. Minna earned her BFA from NYU TISC and went on to earn her MFA in performance with a concentration in speech and vocal production. Beginning her career as an accent reduction specialist, oh, we got to talk about that because I know I have an accent. <laughs> Minna went on to transfer her theater training to developing an innovative approach for professional development. So guys, welcome Minna. She's like such a badass. I'm reading this and I'm like, okay. I also went on and, and, and of course I Googled you and Instagrammed you because I like stalking people before they're on the show and you've done some really good work. Really, really good work. (laughs) Really good work. I think so too, but it's always nice to hear from somebody else. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's an actress. She's been in these things. Like, it's so super exciting. And then to see that you've moved on to this sector in your career. Yeah, it's always funny when people, because I haven't acted officially in probably six years. Yeah. And people will Google me, and they're still, you know, the internet never forgets. Oh, no, it doesn't. So, <laughs> it doesn't. I got it. I'm like, oh, my goodness. That video is still online. <laughs> is that so, still yeah. me? I think, you know. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, I, Minna, I, I so, that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you um, bef- besides this badass introductory, but tell us a little bit about you. Well, I'll, I'll give you sort of the personal stuff, which yeah. I think is fun. Some fun facts that people should know about me. Yeah. I've, I've lived in New York City for 18 years, uh, but I grew up on a farm mm-hmm. in southwestern Virginia. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, Appalachia, full on. And uh, I have a twin sister, and I have an older sister. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I have a brand new baby nephew, which Aww. is super fun. Yeah. Uh, I know. Aren't they the um, cutest? He's so cute. <laughs> uh, and I, I mentioned Appalachia specifically because it's so deeply ingrained in who I am and how I engage with people. I don't know. I think there may be some stigma or some context around Appalachia. Really, for me, what that means is people that are about community, mm-hmm. people that are about compassion and generosity Mm. and ultimately people that are about storytelling you know people that have 
lineage of family who own this farm. You know, this is their farm. This is what that looks like. This is how it started. And then um, traditions are passed down through the mode of storytelling. And everybody sort of has it in their blood. You know, you yes. go to check out of the grocery store and you're like, okay, thank you. And they're like, oh, you know what happened in the <laughs> Yeah, now you're like, ma'am, I just want to buy Clorox wipes. Like, just, I just want to buy hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes. (laughs) Right. So that's good. And that's a good segue because my, my guests are probably like, well, what are they talking about today? Storytelling. We're going to talk about storytelling because storytelling um, is something that now everyone is into. It's some, it, I guess it has a name, if you will, but it's always been around. Our ancestors sit with us, our grandparents, our aunts, our uncles, and they're always telling us these stories. And when we look at people who have moved into doing transformational speeches or motivational speeching, um, some of that is storytelling. And if I look at my podcast and my episodes before I started having guests, it's all about storytelling. So my question for you is, how did you start this company and why? This company started, it, it was not something that I decided to do and then built from nothing. Mm-hmm. It started because there was a, a consistent desire for support. So I started, as, as you mentioned in my bio, um, as an accent reduction specialist. Mm-hmm. And by this point, I finished my master's degree in acting. And I was, I was trying to be an actor. I was also writing and producing um, comedy films. And so really, you know, the storytelling was always present there. Uh, but for the corporate side, I was leveraging all of my training in how I was working with my clients. And uh, so I started with accent reduction, and then I realized, oh, but they're not even breathing, and they're not using their voice effectively, and actually they are not very confident, and this is what they're expressing to me, and I'm observing in them. And then in addition, they don't know how to get up and speak with a deep level of authenticity, which is ultimately what storytelling is a tool or access point yes. to activate. Yes, and I was I was gonna get into that, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about giving yourself permission mm-hmm. to speak freely about your point of view, mm. your very unique point of view. And oftentimes, I think when we are in a presentation scenario, we feel relegated to the content that we are obliged to present, mm-hmm. rather than how do I conceive of this information and then bring myself to that content. And so I started to observe that behavior consistently in my clients. And, and so then I, you know, I just get more and more requests to coach people. And then ultimately you start doing some corporate trainings. And I was like, how do I do that? I guess I'll use improv, (laughs) (laughs) you know, improv and acting. And then I just started getting uh, more and more requests for that work. And 
then I booked a national commercial mm. and uh, I was I had so many support jobs at that point. I was cleaning houses, I was walking dogs, I was teaching kickboxing. And so I, I booked this national commercial and I said to myself, all right, I quit everything. I'm just going to take all the time to focus on my business and acting. Yes. Yeah, so I booked this national commercial and I had so many support jobs at that time. I was teaching kickboxing and cleaning houses and walking dogs and coaching and training. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know, and trying to audition. Well, listen, so if you crazy. lived in New York City, you have to kind of do like 500 and jobs so, in order to pay uh, rent. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I realized that I just didn't have the focus or energy to devote either fully to my clients or devote fully to my acting career, which is in and of itself a business. Mm-hmm. And so when I booked this national commercial, I quit everything except for coaching and training and thought, okay, I'm going to build this business so that I can have a very accessible, reliable side hustle to support my acting career. Right. But it's building a whole other business. And yeah. I realized I didn't know anything about that type of business, which is around corporate partnerships and you know, all, the, all the stuff. I didn't know anything, nothing about starting a legitimate, I'm an S-corp, so a corporation. I didn't know anything about that. Uh, And so I said, okay, I got to give myself six months to get this off the ground in a meaningful way in order to create a sustainable business model. And during that six months, I realized I'm using all of the things I trained in. It still feels incredibly performative. Mm -hmm. I get to exercise that muscle that made me love acting to begin with but in addition, everything I'm doing is so much more purposeful. Yeah. It has so much more impact. And I think that was always the thing that I struggled to reconcile with acting is why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. What, is, what is the intention behind this? It's fun for me. And I know it brings quote unquote joy to people, but ultimately what sort of transformation or impact am I really creating in the world around me? And I found that when I created Energize Your Voice. So that was really the journey and it's evolved tremendously over the last six years. Yes, I see. Um, but it's uh, it's been an exciting one. So storytelling, as, as I said, is something that it's all new. It's, I mean, you even see businesses, other businesses that are like, be a storyteller on branding and Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. So can you tell me why now? Why now is this like supposedly the new thing, but it's been something that we've been doing for a long time? I think, well, exactly. First of all, we've been doing it for a long time. And as somebody that's been coaching coaching for 15 years and doing these trainings for 12 years, and so I've seen it really have this steep upward trend recently. And I think that's matched the progression of encouraging authenticity. Mm. So I think we moved from this place of traditional professional pathway mm-hmm. where here's how we uh, act, you know, interact in a proper professional way. Here's what it looks like. Here's how we talk. Here's how we dress. And I think things have slowly started to move where, you know, culture is a big conversation and, and how are we allowing people to bring their whole selves to work and, and all of these things. And so when you're promoting authenticity, you also need to give people structure on how to present that in a way that feels like they're in control of their message and presentation. 
Okay. Because it's like anytime you give people constraints, uh, there's freedom within that constraint. And similarly, when we talk about storytelling, if we, the more specific we get in storytelling, the more your audience is able to enroll themselves in the idea because they can visualize it in a hyper acute way. Whereas if you engage in storytelling generally, your audience has trouble with it. So similarly, when you say, I want to be authentic, well, we need to give some people some parameters through which to explore that. And storytelling is a very effective vehicle. So tell me more about that and tell me how you get someone to tell their story authentically. I, I missed you on that first part. Tell me, say that one more time. I said, so tell me more about that and tell me how do you get someone to tell their story authentically and not, you know, just um, for likes, for posts, for, you know, just for attention, but truly authentically. How do you get someone to tell their story authentically? First, I think it's giving people permission or skills on how to build out an idea that doesn't feel repetitive or redundant or extraneous Mm -hmm. and really has an objective behind it. So stories are always driven by the why, not by the what. Yes. And so when you're engaged in a story, if you're, for example, your Instagram posts are, I, I was just writing some content for our calendar today Uh, for the founders page and it it was all about you you know eating (laughs) I'm I'm a vegetarian and and I have a very tiny apartment and a very small kitchen Um, so sort of how do you how do I you know handle that how do you navigate that and in the city (laughs) exactly and I think there could be the trap of this is this is what I eat. This is what I do. This is why I do it. But instead, it's like no. It's like I'm a vegetarian. Like I actually have to think about these things, and I feel really strongly about clean, simple, colorful food. You know, I feel really strongly about yeah. vitality, and and so making the why, so the piece of the vitality and the efficiency of my food, mm-hmm. that's the driver. It's not the what food am I eating, right? So then it becomes less of a list mm-hmm. and has more of a narrative arc associated to it. So can you give us a, a, a snippet or an example of something that s- someone would do as far as like in storytelling? I know I'm putting you on that, the spot. <laughs> that's a, a, a effective or ineffective? That's effective. Yeah. So a really simple tool mm-hmm. is to zoom in. Mm. And this is what people find challenging. Tell me more about that. How do we zoom oh, in? I got you. Right. <laughs> so it's, when we're looking at telling a broad story, we want to shift the pace and tempo mm-hmm. and attention we give things. It will allow you to highlight the moments that matter and move through the ones that have lower implication in terms of understanding the overall story. So zooming in and zooming out is a pacing tool as, all, as well as a content tool. But the zoom in is the important part. I think we're all really good at zooming out. Mm-hmm. I woke up, and then I did this, and then I did that, and then I did this thing, and then I did the other thing, and then and all of a sudden you're like, okay, so I've got a lot of lists here, but right. I still, you haven't grabbed me. That zoom in is about painting the picture of a specific moment. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, enrolling people emotionally so that they can imbue their own experience. So here's an example. Yes, yes, right? I'm waiting. I'm like so at it, the edge of my seat. Like, <laughs> So let's take, and, and I'm a New Yorker, so I'll, well, no, actually, I'll, I'll, um, I'll use my apartment as okay. an example. I've got a nice big window, 
and it overlooks 8th Avenue in Park Slope, Brooklyn. And so I could say, oh, I wake up and the sun's coming through and I open the window and get on with my day. Well, if that moment is important, for example, to set the stage of my, you know, mindset for the day mm -hmm. or to give you a sense of the status quo, which from a storytelling perspective is important when initiating how things shift, right? So I woke up and I could see the sun. Do you know when the sun shines through the window and then the dust kind of sits in the sunbeams and you can see the texture of the air in a really unique way in that morning sun? I was coming through and I could feel the heat of it on my body. Even before I approached the window, I could feel the radiation moving toward me. And then I went and I slowly moved past the curtain. I see somebody running up on 3rd Street on the corner of 8th Avenue. And I thought to myself, oh, I cannot wait to get outside and go running. And all of a sudden, I had this moment where I was so present in the sun and so present in the fact that the sky was blue and so present in the anticipation of exercising my body and giving my space, myself space to be in breath and be in nature. But it set me up for such a, a beautiful rest of my day. And so it's really about... Listen, you captured me. I'm like, tell me more. You see me? I, I'm like, I feel like I kept... Moving into the screen, like, tell me more. <laughs> if people can see it, I'm like. <laughs> oh my, it, it, it was a real zoom in. I'm telling you, I was like, I felt myself moving closer. I felt like I was watching a TED talk. So this is that's, like. That's it. It's specificity. You incite oh my the senses. So what did I do there? I talked about what I visually saw. Mm -hmm. I talked about what I physically felt. I talked about what time of day it was. I talked about what was happening around me and also right where I was. Mm. And so you, as a listener, can see it, right? You, even if you're not seeing exactly what I said, like you can see. Listen, I saw it and I felt it. I was like moving towards the sun. <laughs> and that's, that's the power of the zoom in. And I think when it comes to storytelling, we feel this responsibility that more is better. Mm -hmm. But really, less is more and specificity is better. Specificity is better. Zoom in specificity. I like yeah. that. So Mina, can you um tell us how people who have like not for profit businesses, I could think about listeners who have um MLM uh, you know, business, whether they're like selling weight loss products or hair products, et cetera, et cetera, podcasters, people who are branding, you know, starting their own business, entrepreneurs. How do we get people to kind of engage and um, listen to our stories, but be zoomed in? <laughs> <laughs> and this comes back to the idea of the why. I think, mm. and, and I think this is specifically challenging for new entrepreneurs, yeah. people in an MLM setup, mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes for nonprofits, uh, and nonprofits specifically, because there might be so many different layers. I work for a nonprofit, to... so I know. Yeah. Oh my golly! I yeah. I sometimes to get to extract the pieces that are really important. Yeah. So this and, and same thing as an entrepreneur, and I can recall back when I was starting my business. Well, I do this and I do this, and I don't want to say I just do that because I also do so many other things. And it's yeah. like, you know, my dad asked me the other day, "Do I do interview prep?" And I said. Yeah, but that's just one more thing to add that will confuse people. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's really about how do you tell a broad story mm-hmm. around what you do, and that's got to be the why, right? So why is the nonprofit started? From an MLM perspective, why should you join this organization? From an entrepreneurship perspective, why did you start this company? And then what's its differentiator? So that's got to be a special what that is there, right? So what's the thing that you shift? So there's got to be a broad, really simple story. But then do not ever feel the responsibility to tell the entire organizational story at once, unless you're giving a keynote. Right, right. Then those (laughs) are different. But if you're having an engagement, extract verticals from your organization so Mm -hmm. that you can have a very either personal or anecdotal story around that specific vertical that can then be responsive to the audience in which you're engaged with, with whom you're engaging. Right. So if you're in a networking scenario, and so for me, for example, someone's like, God, you know, like sometimes I just feel like people can't understand me and Mm -hmm. then I say oh is that for voice or for speech and or do you think it's articulation oh i think it's articulate and then i can tell some very specific story around that yeah right as opposed to feeling like i need to talk about everything and when it comes to storytelling in these less formal settings Mm -hmm. the biggest thing to keep in mind here is you want to incite curiosity to invite further conversation wow i like that incite curiosity to invite further conversation. I like that. Absolutely. Because in that moment where you've now captured them, mm-hmm. right, that will allow you to give more detail. But if you feel like you need to give it all away at once, you're probably going to be losing the opportunity to zoom in. Yes. Uh, you're probably going to be speaking too quickly. You're going to be speaking at such a high level that they won't then know how to respond in an acute way. And the depth and value and impact of that interaction will be lost and not as memorable. Yes. Mina, this is so great. And I'm, I'm, I'm here thinking like even, even how you captured the sun, the story radiating through the light. It's like, as I said, it was like almost listening to a Ted talk. And I think these, these things are important with people storytelling now and, um, it becoming the quote unquote trend. And I'm going to keep saying quote unquote, because (laughs) it really is not a trend. Um, it is, I mean, it's, it's now, it's now like, okay, I'll take that back. It is a trend per se. Um, but it's something that's been done for such a long time. Um, but you gave knowledge nuggets cause I sit here and I look at other, um, entrepreneurs and, and even thinking of myself and with this podcast and, and storytelling and capturing and giving examples, et cetera. Um, but there's a way that zoom in is so important. So, so, so important, Mina, sorry, Mina. (laughs) Um, and so where can people find you and kind of, um, you help support them in this, in this process? Oh yeah. Uh, our, our website and Instagram are going to be the most accessible ways. If you want to stay up to date and really engage with us on a consistent basis, Instagram is the best one at Energize Your Voice. Yes. And our website is energizeyourvoice.net. We actually have, we're building out two webinars right now. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, free, free webinars mm-hmm. um, that I think people might be interested in. So I'm raising my hands. Work. Yes, I think Yay. so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one is around the power of voice and speech mm-hmm. to leverage influential communication and kind of go into storytelling a little bit there. And then there's um, uh, how to, like the do's and don'ts of building a keynote. Yeah. And I think that's really important for some people. And then we have an online class 
creating your signature talk. So if you are a nonprofit or if you are an entrepreneur and you're thinking, how do I really set myself out there as a thought leader while creating a library of content to leverage in a myriad ways driven through storytelling, that would be a great class to explore. So check us out online um, and then definitely connect with us on Instagram to get that continuous learning. So when you post that on Instagram, I know I'm following you. I think you're following me too. Um, send it to me or I'll, I'll, I'll probably be stalking you and find it. And then I'll definitely repost it on my Instagram because this is such great content. And I'm so grateful that you spent this time with me this morning during coronavirus apocalypse, (laughs) (laughs) but we're quarantined in our own home. No, we're not really quarantined, but you know, (laughs) but I thank you so much Minna for spending this time and for giving this knowledge nugget. And like I said, I, I just kept leaning in and forward, like, wow, this is, this is important information and, and why I felt it was important for you to be a guest on um, the Beautiest Me podcast is because we all have a story to, to share. We all have your story's my story and we've all, um, as women, as mothers, as spouses, men, even men who listen, um, we have something to share and, and part of that is kind of being vulnerable, um, being authentic mm-hmm. and being able to capture people um so that people know that we're not living this robotic life, if you will. I post, I get yes. up, I do this, I do this, I do this. But there's more to it. There's more to us. And I feel like that part of storytelling where I don't, I, I want people to leave with this as a message is that it connects you more as a human being. Like oh, I felt more yeah. connected to you um, and you sharing that part instead of that robotic check, 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 check. You know, and I think I'm, I'm guilty as well of doing that, um, yeah. which is we all are, which is okay. But that what I took away from it in this conversation is the authenticity piece, but also the the human connection that that mm-hmm. we need more specifically. And I'm so grateful that you know we've had we had the whole conversation about it, but just in wrapping it up, that we can't forget why this is important storytelling, which is why I said I think I really want to talk about this because it brings about that human connection. And I want us to kind of let go, which is the purpose of Beauty as Me that fake uh, fake life of it, it's all external it's internal it's it's go within i feel like something like rooted if you think about like a tree with roots it's like you're sprouting you're coming it's up your it's your root yes your it root is yeah so you're, you're just like coming out and like talking about it and, and sharing your element and connecting with someone because at this moment you and i have never met each other except for you know speaking over the phone but you know i felt that connection and i think that's where we have to be as human beings is being more connected and finding that beauty within. So I, Minna, I'm like so excited and I do feel like my roots <laughs> all energized and stuff um, because you left me with some really good knowledge nuggets and I'm so excited about your free online course. Did you guys hear it was free? F-R-E-E, free. <laughs> to take some of the knowledge nuggets because it's important that we be authentic and share our story and be more connected to the human uh, person and not just the virtual person, which is mm-hmm. not authentic and organic. Um, so thank you. Wow. Thank I'm just you. like, I'm telling you, I think it is the root chakras that I'm feeling a little bit. <laughs> thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Beauteous Me podcast. Please be sure to download new episodes every week and send us your girl, what were you thinking or asking for friend stories to info at IamBeauteousMe.com. All entries remain anonymous. 
Also, don't, 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 don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button now.